Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hash Talk, a podcast exploring the best of blockchain in Asia. I'm your host, Sankalp Shangari, and this is our open source attempt to bring you the latest news, narrative, and interviews with the best minds in blockchain and related technologies. So let's dive right in. Hi, h- hello everyone. Uh, we have Gaurav Dahake with us today. Uh, very excited to have Gaurav today. Gaurav is uh, one of the leading uh, blockchain and uh, crypto uh, personalities in, in India and globally. Uh, uh, he's the co-founder of uh, BitBNS Exchange, one of the top leading crypto exchanges in India. Uh, he's also a serial entrepreneur and has has uh, formed several ventures before this. Uh, Gaurav, uh, very excited to have you and welcome to the show. Uh, thanks a lot for having me, Sankalp. Uh, it's been a pleasure uh, uh, and uh, fantastic to kind of see the amazing work that you guys are doing in Singapore and uh, looking forward to see how uh, we together kind of shape the crypto ecosystem uh, in our respective regions. Excellent, excellent, Gaurav. I uh, we we met recently right. uh, in Singapore for the first time. Yeah. Uh, we've been talking on and off for a while now, yes. and and uh, I I know you you have been traveling a lot. Yeah. Um, but before we go into all that, I would like to understand your background, right. and I think the audience really wants to know uh, Gaurav and 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 your co-founders. Uh, how did you come about BitVNS? Right. Uh, especially given the various ventures uh, that you are involved in. Right. So uh, I knew my co-founders from about 10 years now. So we uh, were from the same hall uh, in ID Kharagpur, so same hostel uh, essentially. And so we knew uh, each other from back then. We kind of worked on a couple of projects and we kind of understood that our sync kind of goes pretty well. So I handle business side of things. Prashant, who is the CTO, handles the tech side of things. And there is Srikanth. Srikanth handles design, UX, and other things. So we had the perfect mix uh, right at then. And uh, so when we graduated, we worked with our companies for about 45 days. So I worked with a company called ITC for 45 days. Uh, Prashant was with Flipkart uh, on the tech side of things. And we quit on an Independence Day and started working full time. So that's when we were kind of working on Bayatke. <laughs> and uh, Bayatke started getting traction and we decided that hey, uh, that should be enough. Uh, yeah, in any case, when we joined the company, the uh, genesis was that we'll uh, either work for four or five months, get enough money so that we can at least buy a Mac uh, and a bike, a couple of things that we kind of had in mind. And then we, we just said, we'll figure it out all, all out or otherwise we kind of raise a round of funding. So uh, we, from Bayatke uh, essentially is basically a price comparison destination. Uh, it works similar to Honey. So Honey is kind of popular globally and Honey uh, was recently acquired by PayPal for about $4 billion. So we have a Chrome extension similar to that. Uh, and that's kind of fairly popular in India. We have 600,000 daily active users who kind of use it to save about 1.7 crore rupees on a daily basis. Uh, so that's what we kind of started with Byte K. So Byte K got investment from a, a company called Bnext, uh, which is one of the leading investors from Southeast Asia who's invested into quite a few companies in India as well. 
uh, and the founder of Infosys. So Chris Kupal Krishnan, uh, uh, who is the founder of Infosys, kind of invested in us. And since then, Bytecase kind of scaled along well, grown. And uh, right now, the next context that we are kind of looking at is how do we kind of uh, get ourselves embedded into uh, uh, any sort of a digital journey that the user does. So with Byte the basic motive was that uh, a company should be built on something that fundamentally does not change over a period of time. Rather than catching trends like, hey, this is AI, this is ML, this is blockchain, anything of that sort, we kind of believe that we should base our company on something fundamental which does not change over a period of 5, 10, 15 years, right? So uh, the basic genesis was uh, India is a price-sensitive country and people do want products cheaper. Uh, and if you can get that to them effortlessly, uh, we have a winner uh, in our hand. So Byte essentially kind of helps users get the best possible price for anything online by uh, comparing prices, doing price variation trends, automatically apply coupons at checkout using Chrome extension and all that. So uh, that was the context with Byte And that's when uh, in 2017, crypto part was heating up and we we're looking key, how do we enhance what we're doing? And we, at that point in time, thought we will probably build an arbitrage extension uh, bot. And what it would typically do is ki buy from one place, sell on the other place, and complete the entire loop using a Chrome extension. Uh, because at that point in time, in 2017, there were a lot of arbitrages in the market, and manually you'll, you were able to kind of do and kind of make a significant amount of money just by doing arbitrages. So we thought, why not automate this? And if we can kind of automate, there is a significant value that gets unlocked with that. And the p- p- fraction of that will kind of charge the user to do that. And that was the basic thing. Uh, we decided on that. But at that point in time, most exchanges that were out there in India, at least, were not multi-currency exchanges. So at that point in time, Zeppi and Unocoin were the largest. Uh, couple of new ones were kind of coming in. So, uh, But again, they were also uh, not having a lot of currencies. And that's kind of uh, essentially critical for any arbitrage sort of a business. And that's when we decided ki, hey, the market in itself does not have a very good exchange, which kind of offers multi-currency support and a lot of other things, uh, API-based trading and other things. So we d- then decided that we'll get into the exchange side of things and help users make money so they can kind of trade on the platform and essentially uh, trade with leverage margin and any other thing and they can make money from that so that was the basic genesis of bns uh, we kind of came uh, did a lot of innovations to ensure key things kind of keep going a lot of exchanges in india essentially closed so zeppay uno coin coinx coin delta a lot of them uh, who were there in India who had been operating for five, six years as well had to kind of close their shop. Uh, but we kind of kept going, we kept innovating and still right now are kind of the largest exchange in India. Typically do trading volume of somewhere around 200 VTC a day and are looking to kind of scale along further from here. So that's more so on what we have been doing, how do you to be met, how did we start and how BetBeenest came into being. Amazing, amazing. I have so many questions on that. That's quite intriguing. Um, let me, let, let, let's yes. go back to IIT Kharagpur. Uh, is that the place where, where you, know, you met? And, and, uh, and is that the place where 
this entire right. entrepreneurship uh, so spirit yes, in you uh, ignited. Ali Kharagpur was the place, and uh, typically we had seen a lot of amazing people that had kind of gone to build on big companies uh, uh, from IIT, and uh, that typically is fairly inspiring. So during when I was in college. I got a chance to go to San Francisco, meet people like Arjun Malhotra, who is the founder of HCL, uh, and a lot of other entrepreneurs who have kind of built really, really large companies. And that kind of was very inspiring. And uh, in general, we used to have a lot of entrepreneurship talks uh, in the college where different alumni and different entrepreneurs used to kind of come in. Uh, so that kind of sparked uh, uh, that. And at that point in time, it was considered very crazy in general uh, to kind of uh, take that leap. Uh, uh, I as a whole uh, had got a fantastic offer uh, in terms of job placement and all. And I had to convince my parents a lot. Uh, so I uh, don't come from a well-to-do family and uh, that was kind of more like a dream job. And uh, then I had to kind of convince that I'm leaving within uh, not even two months, 45 days, I kind of worked there. So that was kind of tricky. Uh, but uh, the spirit that I did Kharagpur imbibed by the networking in general and also the exposure to all these entrepreneurs definitely helps ignite that. The second part is definitely the set of people that you get to work with, right? So uh, when you kind of work with truly amazing people, you know, Kibos, uh, you're not going to find better entrepreneur uh, better people in that respective domains uh, anywhere and the trust factor is also there because you have seen that person day in day out staying in a hostel with you for four or five years so you exactly know okay, what sort of uh, person that is uh, and all and that kind of truly helps in order to kind of build that trust Absolutely, absolutely. And, and and what would be your uh, recommendation or, or your advice to the budding right. engineers so today? I would say that they uh, should you, start all, all right out of, of college. Uh, uh, if they can start in college, that's the best thing. So uh, in general, uh, you, would, you would have a higher probability of failure at that point in time if you're starting. But the kind of lessons that you learn, in general, uh, if you work in a college and you at that point in time, there are not a lot of constraints in general. So you would have people who would be willing to help you out. You would have people who do UX, you will have coders, you will have designers, uh, all of the set of people you can find right inside the college. And a lot of them would kind of work with you directly uh, in the form of uh, sweat equity and you don't need to pay anyone in general at that point in time. So that's kind of a very, very uh, low cost experimentation that can kind of happen at that point in time. It becomes harder and harder as time progresses. Your risk-taking ability kind of reduces. When you're 21, 22, your risk-taking ability is extremely high. Uh, but you are, say, uh, in a, a, a later 20s, early 30s and all, that kind of starts reducing as you kind of uh, get into family mode and all of that. So that's something I would kind of say they should start right out of college. Uh, even though it is kind of uh, slightly more difficult to kind of do in terms of the other things, raising funding and all, but that kind of gets sorted with all the latent energy that you would kind of have and the kind of network that you would kind of build in at that point in time. Right. Absolutely. We, we, we both have been there and uh, done that. And that's the, that's the advice, I think, to all our audience. Right. Uh, start early, 
because because you you have better risk taking yes. ability and uh, you can you can learn quickly. So moving on to to bit BNS. Uh, uh, before starting right. with PNS, like you said, you were trying to do something different, uh, providing some different uh, skills to the traders. Are, are, uh, do you have any zero. trading knowledge uh, so or any uh, cryptocurrency uh, exchange or any exchange experience before that? started back in 2012 when we were back in college so that time bitcoin price was moving and uh, that point in time uh, that was uh, final year at college and we were like hey, uh, we'll try mining bitcoin okay so we try tried and get uh, got a system in place we imported all the uh, best possible configuration from different things and assembled a computer and tried mining that <laughs> so after a certain uh, satoshis that were kind of mined the system went the best and uh, in the final year of college you don't have all that tempo to again get back and start doing all of that thing so that kind of got left there the next brush uh-huh. with crypto kind of happened right in 2017 itself and 2017 is when uh, all that kind of mania started happening and that's when i was like uh, this time uh, let's kind of build something uh, because uh, in spite of getting ignored for a few years, uh, in general by uh, uh, everyone out there, uh, crypto still kind of existed, Bitcoin still kind of thrived and existed, which means the probability of Bitcoin uh, being there for a substantially large period of time uh, definitely exists. So uh, if that's the case, if you build something valuable there uh, for people, uh, there's definite opportunity there. So that's when we kind of decided, hey, let's kind of uh, build something. Earlier idea was arbitrage bot uh, with an extension which automates everything and generates profit for user. Uh, but we kind of had to shift to the exchange side of things when we saw that the exchanges itself don't have a lot of currencies in, out there. Amazing. And how, how did you how did you learn about liquidity and uh, how did you manage that? How did you um, uh, get get more users onto your exchange? Uh, given that uh, at that moment in time, there, there were a couple of other who were who were right. So uh, uh, in general, and all the credits, the whole matching engine. How did you learn side of to thing make it to fast push and so scalable we like it is today? The entire matching engine end to end within fifteen days, and that was kind of a crazy fifteen day period we kind of uh, worked on and uh, everything in uh, in terms of managing the wallet, uh, uh, the uh, engine, wow. the security infrastructure, everything is kind of uh, architected and ensured that's kind of worked along really, really well. Uh, so uh, we've had lesser downtime than even Binance since we've kind of started and uh, we typically introduce a lot of these features uh, before anyone else. So we're the first exchange globally to have bracket orders we're the first, uh, even with margin trading, we introduced it to more than a year before Binance introduced. API-based trading kind of came within five months of our launch. So a lot of these things we kind of built in. Uh, so on the tech side of uh, things, we have been kind of super, super efficient. Uh, on uh, In terms of liquidity, uh, the first thing that we kind of did was pretty crazy. Uh, so uh, we knew that time uh, uh, there was no reason for anyone to kind of come to our exchange because a couple of the exchanges already had significant liquidity and they're kind of dominating uh, so at uh, the day, day we kind of started at that uh, on that particular day uh, there was an exchange called coinix in india which did roughly around 
250 million dollar worth of trading volume and that was kind of really really high so what we decided was ki hey, uh, let's kind of launch an offer and what we did was we said uh, whatever amount of uh, bitcoin you buy uh, will give you twice of that up to 10 dollars so it was more like a bitcoin flash sale that we kind of created uh, at that point in time and we got in about 50000 users within uh, a couple of weeks for that so we kind of generated that hype uh, a lot of youtube videos automatically got created at that point in time hey you're getting free bitcoin flash sale and all uh, some of them thought it was scammy uh, considering ki hey it's more like they are just uh, try telling you double and all of that some of them knew that we are from byatke and byatke has a pretty credible name so, so quite a few of them trusted and they then they kind of got in more users so the bitcoin flash sale was an interesting turning point so we already had about 50000 users who had registered with us on the day of launch uh, and that's something that we kind of used uh, to kind of create uh, liquidity and whenever we kind of uh and we kind of kept trading free for a while uh so that automatically an arbitrage gets created uh, in terms of the pricing so a lot of people used to kind of buy from a particular exchange transfer it here sell here and complete the loop so uh, that's something that uh, that we kind of were doing and that helped in terms of the initial momentum right that that's that's great korav uh, and uh, kudos to prashant uh, you said 15 days uh, that's that's really amazing um uh, so so uh, we we bring it forward and right. where are we today with with bitpns and and what is your vision mission and strategy um going forward uh with with right. exchange so in uh, uh, total we like have about know, seven different products uh, that we kind of you uh, already have like uh, usually as uh, i said uh, the basic genesis is ki we figure out something where uh, either we are able to help users save money make money or reduce his commerce friction while doing anything so bitbns is one product uh, which kind of people can use to trade and make money uh, by hitke helps users save money uh, we also launched a global first uh, it's called use my cards uh, so use my cards typically what it does is uh, it uh, if there is an offer on a particular credit or debit card it will pair you with a particular person who has that card so if you don't have a particular card you'll find another person who has that card and if you're saving say 10% on a 10000 rupees phone or uh, you're saving 1000 rupees you pass on 200 rupees to that person you save 800 so it's again a peer to peer kind of concept where uh, it's uh, the world's first uh, card matching uh, kind of platform and that's kind of going really well uh, so that's uh, that's that and on the bitbns side what we have done is uh, uh, we see that truly outstanding companies would kind of get built if they move the y axis instead of the x axis in the sense that if you kind of keep trying to capture some sort of market share and those kind of things uh, it it's not going to build a very large company you need to ensure that the market as a whole is growing and to ensure the market grows uh we found there are a couple of things that are lacking in the market one is 11 12 years even after bitcoin has kind of come in uh the promise of peer to peer electronic cash has not been fulfilled uh so crypto payments are nowhere close to adoption 
in general and 11 12 years is a very very significant amount of time for that to kind of happen uh, so payments is something that we are kind of looking at cracking uh, and that's where we have introduced a token it's called the bns token uh, so the idea with uh, that is that with crypto uh, as a whole uh, when you are making any commerce peer to merchant transaction will get embedded there and any sort of uh, crypto that you want to pay with so you can pay with eth you can pay with btc you can pay with any particular crypto uh, will convert that crypto to fiat because we have a crypto to fiat exchange we know how to accept crypto so the wallets are all figured out and we already have working relationships with all these merchants so we have a working relationship on a fiat to fiat basis with these merchants like an amazon or flipkart or all of these right so uh and they pay us for every transaction that we write them so we are going to use that leverage that and make crypto payments more lucrative for uh, than traditional fiat payments so that's something that we are kind of uh, working on with bns and the loyalty for that uh, comes via bns token which would be given to the users so that's the payment side of thing that we are kind of cracking the second piece is the investor side of things so crypto as a whole mostly has traders the investor class kind of came in 2017 but most of them went off because of a lot of scammy icos and icos not delivering and all those things so we are saying that hey we'll help you get the investor class back into the fold uh, and uh, the way we are kind of doing it we recently launched a product called as bit droplet uh, so what we're saying is uh, small drops of bitcoin can create mighty wealth for you so uh, we are giving an option for users to uh, invest at smallest $1 a day into uh, into bitcoin and they can see that uh, a dollar cost averaging on bitcoin over a longer period of time always works so even if you started investing at the peak of bitcoin bull run at uh, somewhere around 14 lakh rupees uh, or 19000 dollars that was there uh, you still would have been uh, upwards in terms of profit if you had invested in a dollar cost averaging format so that's something that we're kind of uh, introducing to users and uh, we're kind of getting uh, pretty good traction on that uh, and hopefully we'll be able to kind of scale it to a larger set of users uh, and globally we are seeing people kind of coming and registering and kind of starting uh, with a bitcoin dca uh, and that's the basic things that we're kind of focusing other than that uh, derivatives is something we're working on so derivatives would be some uh, something that would we kind of launch in the next year uh, so futures and options both of those uh, we're kind of working on and once all that kind of uh, pans out uh, let's see how things kind of scale up as a whole but the crypto ecosystem needs a lot of things that uh, can drive it adoption the adoption part of the things are kind of missing defi was promising it is still kind of growing but uh, that's too complex for any normal person to understand so uh, that's where we kind of see there's a lot of opportunity and we should help drive the market overall bigger uh, than kind of just fighting for certain sort of traders and all by doing anything in general organizing competitions or anything of that sort we are kind of focusing on ensuring that we make the overall market bigger so from our perspective making the overall market uh, bigger means that make crypto payments more lucrative than traditional fiat so it should be faster it should be more lucrative as in it should cost lesser than a fiat payment and if we do that there is some tremendous opportunity out there
Yep, yep, absolutely, Gaurav. Uh, uh, my, my next question to you is actually related to that. Uh, and especially you are sitting in India and having spoken to um, all your peers in India uh, uh, regularly, uh, I would like to know your thoughts right. on how to actually grow the Indian market. Uh, because where I sit, I, I see that the Indian market has matured, the crypto market. Uh, new users are not coming uh, until and unless, obviously, BTC crosses 15 or 20 again. Uh, I think it's pretty hard for, for users to come back. Uh, and, 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 and given the... Uh, the, the the scare uh, around right. the regulations so, uh, in India. With respect to uh, India, uh, how, the how do you increase still your, your volume of all the regulatory scare and everything? And, and people it's not still India. trade and we uh, still kind of clock somewhere around 200 BTC plus on a daily India. basis. So uh, what I would kind of say is, uh, of course, regulations or some sort of clarity would definitely help. Uh, right now, in terms of the new user inflows, that, of course, has reduced substantially uh, as compared to, say, uh, a couple of years back. Uh, and uh, to drive that further, what we are thinking is, uh, one, as I said, bringing the investor class is kind of critical. And if investors kind of start seeing return over a period of time, that would kind of essentially mean uh, that uh, hey I've made money from this investment and I think this is kind of a good market to uh, start with and invest in so uh, the fundamental question a lot of uh, in a lot of cases happens is key would crypto market as a whole survive right uh, because the kind of drops and quite a few of these currencies are over 95%, 99% and all, uh, which kind of makes it frankly uh, scary for any investor to kind of listen to it and kind of decide to kind of invest into something like that. Uh, so uh, for, from our perspective, it's like you bring the investor class. The other aspect is that uh, we would also be expanding to a couple of other countries. So we started with UAE. We started, uh, we also opened up in Thailand yeah. and we would like to explore a few other countries once we have these two countries stabilized and uh, a certain set of volume flowing through it. Uh, so once that kind of happens, uh, we'll kind of scale to another set of countries. Okay, but uh, given that right. there are, uh, you know, uh, at least five larger exchanges in India uh, and Thailand and Singapore, Philippines, right. everywhere so, uh, and over, with respect to India with by largest, some counts, uh, so, over thousand uh, over exchanges How do you differentiate uh, three different uh, from all of them? Or, or in other countries, plan? of course, there are uh, multiple larger players. Uh, Thailand has Bitcoin. UAE has uh, BTSC and a few others. So in general, what we are kind of banking on, uh, interestingly, what you've seen is even on our exchange, we have users from UAE, we have users from Thailand, and we're kind of banking on the fact that we'll, we can kind of uh, use that uh, current existing user set to drive in additional users in that particular region. So that's the kind of uh, context uh, we're kind of banking on. Uh, we have uh, made steady inroads with UAE. Uh, Thailand uh, is kind of a niche stage right now. So Thailand, we have, haven't have been frankly able to 
get the momentum going but uae is kind of uh, going along pretty well and we'll kind of experiment and see which markets work which markets don't work and accordingly adapt and kind of uh, try and focus our energies into the markets that are kind of working but uae as a whole we've kind of hired a local country manager who is kind of doing uh, uh, promotions and kind of trying to get in users and a uh, few other things if we kind of reach a decent scale uh, we definitely have on a feature level we are kind of far uh, superior uh, to a few exchanges that are out there and we're banking on that fact ki if we are feature wise superior if we have a fiat gateway access that we are opening up to these users we can probably get a certain uh, sort of users that can start trading on us and then over a period of time if that kind of goes well we'll uh, we can essentially get a start of uh, at becoming market leader there Yeah. Uh, so we, we, Estonia. So we are registered in Estonia. Uh, Malta, uh, interestingly, has granted zero crypto Amazing. exchange licenses so till now. And, so uh, even a Binance or uh, an OKX is not fully licensed today. and granted uh, an access it, from Malta, uh, Malta, and that's precisely why in the Malta uh, there was an event, Malta EN Blockchain Summit. Binance was kind of uh, sorely missing, so there was no representative from Binance on to the Malta Blockchain Summit. Uh, so typically, uh, and that's uh, been because uh, it's taken over one and a half years, and there is still zero licenses that have been kind of granted. Uh, so that's the uh, story around Malta. For us, we are kind of registered in Estonia, uh, and uh, from there, uh, we, that's the kind of uh, global operations uh, through which that's kind of working. The entire tech team. uh and the customer experience and other uh, growth team kind of sits from bangalore and operates from here right 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 great great so so gorov it will be very unfair uh to the audience uh, right. and and to you if i right. if i did not ask you about the the big uh, recent acquisition so, of of another exchange in india uh, right and, so oh, i and, would uh, overall say it's a it. plus uh, i i i know it kind of validates uh, that india still remains an, an important market in spite of all the regulatory uncertainty and everything that uh, what does there, it right? mean for so, and that is kind of frankly scenario an interest and, of and other exchanges into our exchanges and a couple of other exchanges uh, we are of the opinion that uh, it's not the time to sell right now we don't want to do, do that and we kind of have frankly always told our users that ki as long as bitcoin is there between us would be there and we want to kind of stay true to that word and every day we kind of ensure we move towards that destination so uh, we don't want to kind of sell out and uh, just kind of exit out uh, we want to build a company that is kind of uh, Uh, has Indian roots, but has kind of expanded globally and kind of has users from uh, different places. So that's the basic genesis. But interestingly, with the Binance acquisition, uh, it's kind of 
a great deal for the Binance team. Uh, the Vazirix team as well kind of has done a fantastic job in terms of how they've kind of uh, started. They, uh, they started almost at the very wrong time. So they started uh, right at the peak of the ba- uh, banking ban. Uh, but they still kind of innovated and figured out ways. And uh, 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 Binance was kind of keen on to having more like a fiat open gateway. Uh, what I kind of potentially see is Binance would, over a period of time, uh, uh, integrate it right on their website and uh, as a whole the Wazirx brand name would not kind of remain uh, because Binance has typically done that with most of its acquisitions where they kind of directly integrate so something like a Jex so Binance Futures is directly embedded on the onto the Binance website so uh, as a whole that's something uh, that uh, so we also had discussions with the uh, Binance team and all and we, we didn't uh, kind of find it uh, appealing enough to kind of exit at this point in time in the market. Uh, we thought that the market opportunity is pretty large and over a period of time, the regulators would have to kind of come and comply by. It would get harder to kind of do compliance, but I as a whole see that keep uh, the regulators have to comply by considering a lot of these other countries are already moving in, the di- in that direction. So Europe has kind of moved in the direction. UAE has done that. A few others are kind of already doing that. So once uh, a certain set of countries are doing that, then uh, over a period of time, uh, India as a whole also has to do that. And if that happens, that's going to be an inflection point in general. Uh, and overnight as a whole, the opportunity kind of opens up massively. I, I totally agree with you. I think I think uh, uh, it's it's a matter of when, not if. And, right. So and, uh, uh, if, if, if uh, Bitcoin can go down enough in 2020, uh, so that more you know, people uh, kind of join in. Last six months. Uh, uh, it, it, what it, I kind of also see is, I see as a concept again was pretty democratizing, uh, but uh, uh, kind of, of interest from went beyond direction as a whole uh, with ICOs. People kind yeah. of get an option to invest into something that uh, can truly be potentially really valuable, but it kind of went into the wrong direction. Yeah. So if there could be some sort of a movement, again, IEOs tried doing something of that sort, but it, it again was kind of pretty broken because of the private sale and everything, right? So uh, that's something we are kind of looking to how do we kind of, uh, if essentially there could be a breakthrough there where people get an access to invest uh, in whatever shape and form uh, in a compliant way, there is definite opportunity there. And uh, if it starts kind of building in success stories that people made a decent sum of money and all by investing into some really cool projects at the, at the starting, uh, I think that can again revive the interest in crypto as a whole. What has happened is that a lot of the trading volume and interest into crypto has been subsided towards just Bitcoin in this particular year. So the Bitcoin dominance has kind of increased. Most of the trading is kind of getting centered around Bitcoin and the liquidity for the major alts is kind of reducing substantially. So that's kind of uh, something I would say not a very positive sign overall for crypto. 
but if some sort of uh, things could be kind of done where people get an access there is no private sale sort of a concept and other things that are kind of happening uh, it would kind of fundamentally change the narrative again and help more users get into crypto again right Uh, absolutely and i think i think uh, uh, over the last uh, six months especially or or even 12 months we, we have seen a lot of uh, 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 defi projects uh, get get attention and now we are also hearing about uh, 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 profit so profitable now space i love the space i venture capital with uh, where where people can invest money uh, 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 what is your and, uh, take on the entire defi space and and is bitbns uh, it's kind of definitely uh, looking to get into a, a decentralized exchange or any a defi space kind of helps fulfill that but uh, what i've seen is uh, the ux is still very very complicated it's kind of pretty broken to kind of do something there for a normal user so as long as that does not get solved i don't see a great adoption that would kind of uh, happen to a larger extent to that but uh, if that starts happening uh, that's something that would kind of definitely explore and understand ki what around defi could be kind of done which is not been done by anyone and uh, we can kind of uh, look into doing that but with dex uh, dex as a whole we've not seen anything that uh, has been very promising as kind of uh, gotten great uh, ux out there including the binance dex including any of the dexes that have kind of gotten built this year uh, so dex would be more like a wait uh, and watch uh, for the time being and once we see there is a fundamental improvement in terms of how users could be onboarded on a dex that's when we'll be kind of uh, uh, more aggressively looking into the dex side of things right okay okay great uh, yes i i i understand and acknowledge that there is a there is a user issue especially the interface issue and the the one who builds and and builds the greatest interface Uh, to right. customer will, so will, with respect will, to the defi space uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, not in general uh, we've been seeing gradual incremental improvement uh, every day whole, uh, and, and some amazing there is a lot of uh, uh, layer tricky possibilities that up. also kind of come but, up uh, but, so but i'm still, still not, there. not very but confident with the model of making a kind of a over period of time considering what happens if the price of say eth goes to about 50 dollars or something of that sort right uh, so uh, if it triggers a lot of liquidations and all the model would kind of still exist but it would lose a lot of users at once right uh, no one wants to kind of get liquidated and all in general so 
as a whole, the promise is there. We, uh, we have evaluated DeFi as a whole uh, and seen different solutions on top of that. But we want to kind of focus on to the exact opposite end of it, uh, saying that hey, normal exchange pe bhi users ko first kaise laya, right so uh, even uh, not for trading just for investing if you kind of uh, get someone to invest even a dollar into bitcoin every day over a period of time and he sees good returns on that that's when he's going to explore a lot of other things that would be out there so we're kind of working on bringing that and this would be the right time to kind of get them in because bitcoin as a whole the price is kind of dropped so they'll kind of stack a lot more sorts as compared to when the price being high so we're trying to kind of do that uh, and uh, once we kind of see there are significant improvements around the defi side of things we would kind of explore it and see what sort of sort of solution can we build in there okay okay Understood. Understood. Uh, Gaurav, uh, uh, let's let's move on to my favorite round, uh, which right. is which is a rapid fire round. Yes. Um, I'm going to ask you ten-ish questions. Um, whatever comes first to your mind, uh, uh, so my favorite uh, book be appreciated. Uh, and nothing is right. Jackson. Nothing is wrong. Uh, uh, and and these are more uh, uh, for the audience to learn about yourself, uh, about your experience, and. And generally, the, the, the market around us. Um, yeah. So, you ready? So, Excellent. Elon Musk. Uh, uh, what is your favorite book uh, and why? Buffett, uh, second. And third, I would probably try and get a dinner with Satoshi Nakamoto, if that's possible. <laughs> amazing choice. I mean, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's a great read. It's an amazing read. Uh, <laughs> next, if, if you could have uh, dinner with any three people, uh, dead or alive, <laughs> Uh, who right. would that be and why? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think uh, Elon is a great choice, so is Warren. Uh, right. Satoshi, so, uh, you could have of, dinner, uh, then we have already discussed Bitcoin. I admire a few. Uh, Bitcoin so probably that's, that's and not good for the Bitcoin so at all. Really good for using uh, uh, kind of what, what's, what's your favorite blockchain so, uh, company uh, uh, other than Bitcoin kind of support and or the favorite blockchain so, person? Uh, in general, uh, some of those who kind of started it, so Halfany, I would kind of definitely recommend uh, as, uh, as a person who's kind of uh, really inspiring. Other than that, in terms of the recent projects, uh, there are kind of some of them that are kind of doing uh, pretty interesting things. Uh, but we'll need to kind of uh, see and how that kind of pans out. But as a whole, a couple of these Bitcoin and Monero developers that are out there, Ethereum also has some some amazing developers that have kind of worked on it and built a kick-ass platform on top of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right.
right so uh june 2020 yep. i am yep, saying that's the, that's a wonderful choice to stay with the summer rain so i'm not expecting more than 8000 dollars yeah. so uh, post having uh, there would be a significant moment for, for bitcoin uh, price over a long uh, june time, 2020 uh, i definitely see longer term uh, the prediction definitely this, this is not an investment advice uh, he is kind of a fantastic uh, uh, investor and kind of the logic and rational that is kind of mentioned uh, has kind of worked out a few times so uh, on a longer scale at least a uh, $50000 around 2022 2023 so in the, in the next two or three years so it's still uh, 7x 8x from the current prices so if someone has to decide to invest invest it in a dollar cost averaging format and you would never kind of uh, have something that kind of goes in the red over a long period of time ट्रांजेक्शनोंस it was extremely crazy so that day we tried doing payment processing and all and rbi blocked uh, payment gateways to do payment processes so we took a excel sheet to the bank bank is saying print out the excel sheet sign on every page and then give it and then we gave it and uh, the person was processing it did some mistake in terms of filtering the values and what happened was uh, one person's money went to other person and that was a small sheet so that was still kind of manageable but people started kind of calling me uh, at the middle of the night and saying i didn't get my money and everything and that's when we realized ki this is going to be a, an interesting ride where even if someone's deposit in terms of crypto or inr gets delayed by 5 minutes uh, it's going to be a hellish experience for you as a uh, because the customer might lose money so the a uh, way we need to kind of uh, deal with customer issues needs to be radically different than how it used to kind of happen with by 8k so that was an interesting learning and then we frankly didn't expect a lot of these challenges to crop up with rbi payment gateways payment processing bans media negativity and all of that and to survive all of that over a period of time so uh, that has been kind of pretty interesting uh, in general and uh we uh, think that uh, over a period of time uh we've uh, frankly gotten better as a whole as entrepreneurs uh, because we've understood uh, that uh, it's not equal in terms of the risk reward in different industries uh, it's definitely a lot harder in certain industries to kind of work out and we kind of started right uh, when the peak bull market was about to get over so we started in december 2017 uh and that's when bitcoin was 19000 plus dollars xrp was 3 dollars plus and all and uh, we've kind of uh, come to a realization that 
you sh- you overall should always kind of think for the longer term in the longer term things kind of tend to get rationalized and the people who with the right mindset kind of tend to win kindest thing uh, i would say probably giving me a handkerchief in a train uh, and uh, the, uh, and that was kind of just random out of the blue uh, this was when i was traveling yep, yep, yep. back uh, got a what is from, the kindest uh, thing Kashmir that anyone and has I was ever done back, for you uh, to uh, kharagpur and in between kind of uh, at night when i was traveling in the train uh, i tripped over someone's leg and i hurt myself and at that moment uh, one person who was standing out there he's like and he himself was not kind of having a seat to sit and train and all but he still gave everything to me uh, he kind of gave a handkerchief first and then kind of uh, gave sarlor and a couple of other things so that was kind of i would say more like an act of kindness without anything in return that anyone was kind of expecting so in general I have experienced a lot of them but that's something that kind of comes to my mind at uh, the first right that that is that right. is so nice you know generally everyone is nice generally humans are a good race and and it's just few bad apples that that create a bad name for everyone otherwise everybody wants to help standing in a queue or do your task or right, so or the help most you important anyway. thing that uh, i've kind of learned and, and in terms always, of life uh, uh, is one uh, person, that uh, your yeah, time is extremely we... limited and so, i and find that leads to, really to the next question as uh, the time what's is kind the of most important thing that you've learned uh, in your life the second is the world and, has infinite uh, in your experience so and, and what was the life before learning that thing and how has it changed your life tremendous amount of things you can do right uh, so a lot of people keep questioning me ki how are you managing these different businesses and all and uh, uh, my answer kind of remains uh, simple that as a whole uh if uh, say uh, someone like a jeff bozos can have multiple different lines of businesses and even with an amazon it's aws and this and that and then it's blue origin and then there are a few other things uh, uh same with a lot of other entrepreneurs right uh, so if uh, entrepreneurs in us can do it entrepreneurs everywhere across the globe uh, can kind of do it right uh, because the cost of building something is kind of truly shrinking uh, if you have amazing set of people along with you where you have trust and everything kind of built in uh, with the same team it's possible to do a lot of other things as well at the same point in time so uh, in general uh, as i said ki the world truly has infinite leverage uh, but the time is very very constrained so you need to ensure ki how do you kind of optimize that and that's frankly uh that i definitely would want to learn from anyone out that uh, so uh, and uh, and that's why quite a few times i feel i should write a letter uh, just to kind of be more like a shadow intern 
to Elon Musk or someone of that sort of that. I just want to learn that and that can kind of truly change a lot of things that are out there, right? Right. Right. Uh, I I totally agree with you. I think as the time is passing, uh, uh, we we start realizing that uh, that that it's not infinite and and. We need to use it very cautiously right, right. and with the best people around. Uh, so, so definitely. But, but at the same time, you know, I'm also becoming more and more uh, uh, carefree. Uh, probably I not carefree is not the right word. More and more so, relaxed. Uh, typically, uh, that, uh, as that time this is just a journey uh, we were born. We have to had to die all of us, and, of and in between, uh, uh, I, I have to live uh, and. and, and I am needs. not uh, That's about it. really enjoying. So some of those uh, administrative, uh, some, some of yeah. these well, well, One last question, Gaurav, and, and one and, last thing. Uh, I want to kind of reduce some of that and focus of. a lot of my energy into product uh, or UX side of things uh, where I understand a few things and I can truly add significant value. I still do that, but I would love to kind of do more of that. Uh, in general, a lot of energy has gone, uh, gone into hiring as well. So I personally kind of got every single hire that kind of comes in. And we have about 50 people out right now. Uh, and uh, be it any cross-function, be it design, be it marketing, be it uh, even tech, every single kind of uh, hire goes through uh, uh, an interview with, with me. And I would uh, typically would love to spend a lot more time with them in terms of onboarding them and communicating what values we kind of stand for and ensure that kind of slips in. Uh, so that has kind of not remained the same when we are, say, a 10-member team uh, to a 50-member team. But I would love to kind of uh, be more involved in that process because that creates a substantial impact difference in terms of how things pan out. Great answers, Gaurav, and definitely pages for every transaction so and we already have the distribution user reach via our chrome extension of bad here so some of these things will be kind of leveraging and we want to kind of enable that part of the crypto payment journey grow it substantially and make users who have been with bitbns and who will be joining in bitbns over a period of time uh, experience that journey and if they see that value and if they see 
typically how crypto can essentially enable that uh, that's going to be really powerful so even right now if i have to buy medicine from a shop in the us it's extremely complicated for a person in india to do that it's very costly as well and crypto can essentially empower to do that really 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 smoothly and uh, as a whole uh, a lot more efficiently in terms of uh, pricing so that's something we are kind of banking on and working towards it and if we are able to do that we if we are able to truly build uh, some thing around the global payments rail uh, with the crypto layer on the top uh, there is a significant value there so that's the area of focus and bns is the underlying utility through which that would happen where people kind of get passed on benefits of all the savings that would happen from there uh, and once that kind of starts happening we think over a period of time that's going to be truly valuable so that's the area of focus let's see how that kind of pans out and if that does well over a period of time uh, that should uh, essentially make the crypto ecosystem stronger thank you thanks a lot for inviting uh, it's a pleasure i have also gone through a lot of uh, other of your kind of podcasts and it's kind of amazing uh, the work you have been kind of consistently doing uh, wish you all the best uh, keep scaling to greater height uh, and thanks again for inviting me now you definitely have uh, best of our wishes Bye. and uh, we wish you all the success and thank you so much uh, for for being on the show i i really enjoyed this